0: greetings welcome the angelitos hola aloha Ni hao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjour, no. Saladikara, kutantak, chau, wee, viva, Half afa, day, chai, Janendra, salam, shalom, peace, now. Go vegan. Peace how? Go vegan. From the Russia-phobic, new right, left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget pharmaceutical Vivisection, prison, military, industrial, core, core, nation. In the cheese coverage, post-constitutional, bankster, bankrupt, corruptocracy, democracy, criminocracy, unchallenged by meti- uh, meti- uh foodborne in the NSA, uh, NRA, CIA, uh, USA, home of Uncle Sam Manella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts, and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death. Disease and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And, you know, if you think about it, uh, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, this very radio program, happens to be really the most important environmental program on Mother Earth. Um, it's true, We, you know, we expose the environmental truth that even the environmental movement doesn't want you to know. We expose the truth about the only solution for climate change. That, well, it's that's just too inconvenient for the environmental movement. So uh, I don't know. We, we, we've at this point we've come to expect dishonesty from everyone, right? So whether it be the media or, uh, well, of course, politicians and government and. Um, uh, animal organizations, and yeah, I mean, it's true for environmental organizations also. Um, so what it comes right down to is I mean we're we're just days away from a people's climate march, people's climate March. Um, and really, when you come right down to it, it's people who eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. We're marching. So basically, it's a march of the climate changers. And they are walking, uh, well, they're, 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 they're walking to, uh, extinction across the bridge to nowhere. Um, I mean, if we consider climate change and, uh, issues related to water and resources, pollution, deforestation, um, What it comes down to um, the truth of that is um, all of those really, we can't, we can't really blame them on, on Exxon and Donald Trump and the unbuilt Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, It's the people who are eating meat, dairy, fish and eggs who are responsible. So, I mean, this, it's not to blame you. I'm not trying to blame you here. It's a, as I said, it's a system that is so corrupt to the bone that otherwise rational, caring people uh known as parents, make victims of of their own children. you know I mean we we talk about in Syria oh he's he's using gas on his own people. It's always that right? Well, look at what what we're using on our children here by shoving a plate of pathogen laden fecal covered. Decomposing body parts um, in 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 front of the children, really? I mean, here, little Johnny, have have a plate of cancer, you know. Here, little Mary, have have a plate of heart disease, huh? And uh, now, no, 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 you you finish your diabetes, or no dessert for you. Um, I mean, even the World Health Organization has flat out said that processed meats like hot dogs and bacon, salami, pepperoni, um, processed meats cause cancer. It, you know, it, it didn't say processed meats may cause cancer. It says processed meats cause cancer. So, you know, what will happen the next time you take your kids to the, to the ball game? Hot dog, hot dog over here. Hey, hey, hot dog man. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, two servings of cancer right here. Yeah, one for me. One for the kid here. Um, and the children are innocent victims of their parents' ignorance. Forcing children to eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs um, is likely to lead to heart disease and cancer, stroke, and diabetes. So, I mean, is that fair to the children? Look at we're, what we're doing to our own children. Maybe maybe Russia should bomb us because, you know, China should bomb us. Some, you know, somebody with a bomb should bomb us, considering what we're doing to our own children here. Uh, here, little Johnny, here, little Mary. Um, I don't know, maybe I would make the point better if I used uh, more popular names of today, right? Those, those seem to, I don't know. Uh, what are the top, uh, the top 10 names for baby boys or baby girls? Uh, the ones whose names will be called out you know, in the future in the uh, oncologist's office or the cardiologist's office, okay. All right, ladies first here, starting with number 10. Um, Here, little Harper, have a plate of heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, meat, dairy, fish, eggs. Um, That's right, that's the number 10 most popular name for little girls, Harper, (sighs) who would've thunk it? Um, Here, little uh, Charlotte, number nine, Charlotte. Here, little number eight, Emily. Here, number seven, Abigail. Number six, Mia. Number five, Isabella. Number four, Ava. Number three, Sophia. Number two, Olivia. Here, have a have a plate of uh, carcinogens, a, a plate of heart disease, and uh, so here, little. What's number one? What do you guess is the number one name for for baby girls right now? It's Emma. Emma, number one, Emma. Have you played a cancer, Emma? Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm still shocked that Harper made it to the top ten. No Mary, but Harper. Okay. And for boys here, little number ten, Benjamin, have a plate of cancer. Have a plate of heart disease. Um, number nine, Michael. Number eight, Alexander. Number seven, James. Number six, Ethan. Number five, William. Number four, Jacob. Uh, ah, so 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 two two of our. Uh, biggest helpers on Go Vegan Radio with the Bob and make it into the top ten. Benjamin and G- Benjamin number ten, and Jacob number four. Um, number three, Mason, because you know the Illuminati have to have a popular name for their children too. And then number two, what's the the second most popular name for for boys right now uh, for the for the little meat eaters of the future? Um, number two is Liam. Liam, is that possible? I wouldn't even know how to pronounce it if I didn't Google it. L-I-A-M, Liam, am I getting that right? What does it say? Liam, the origin, uh, the origin of Liam. Uh, uh, it means uh, strong-willed warrior and protector. Of course, those, those boys' names never are, uh, you know, little little peaceful gardener, right? Why I wouldn't have that? So that's Liam. Um, it's uh, shortened from the Irish... Uh, we-E-M, we, which uh, actually is also short for William, which means, hey, no fair, William had two entries in the top ten in a way. Okay, so anyway. So, oh, and what was the number one name for little boys right now? They, well, they are being named Noah. Here, have, have a plate of heart disease, Noah, a plate of cancer. So would, would you have guessed that Noah is the number one most popular name for baby boys now? maybe people are expect, expecting a flood huh maybe maybe people see hey we have climate change you know so you know let's name the kid noah so um so so noah how are you going to save all the species this time huh i mean you know, sure of course there are fewer species considering how much we've been destroying the rainforest because people eat meat dairy fish and eggs um, it seems that that appetite to meat, dairy, fish, and eggs—is um, responsible for just about every problem we have here on Mother Earth. So, anyway, uh, including habitat destruction, loss of biodiversity. So, so Noah will have it a little easier this time around with with fewer species. Uh, it's got to be—it's got to be tough figuring out which one's the male and which one's the female, and you know, to to leave the others behind. But uh, it won't be quite as hard this time around, I'm sure. Um, but still, so time consuming. You know, the Noah of today, you know, would, would of course rather be playing video games. So, uh, I don't know. It looks like a modern day Noah, uh, needs to go vegan and, you know, get on that screen and get everybody else to go vegan too. I think that's, that's probably the way of saving the species this time around, Noah. Huh? Spread the word, Noah. Um, Amazing how, uh, how many people use the story of Noah as, as the excuse to, to eat meat, you know, even after, um, as it is written in the Bible for those who uh, um, you know, follow such things or are into such things, uh, uh, you know, that it is written as God's first commandment. God's first commandment was to be vegan. That's right. Well, he didn't use the word vegan. It's you know, I mean, he's uh, again. So many people run from the word vegan. Like uh, who runs from the word vegan? The animal rights movement runs from the word vegan. Uh, health people run from the word vegan. Um, oh, you know, maybe I'll get to this right now. Uh, James Hansen, the NASA, uh, the NASA scientist, so into uh, you know, so so into uh, climate change. Well. I, I guess he's not quite hip enough to use the word vegan, so so he uses vegetarian. Um, and very often, for people, they, they mean to say vegan when they say vegetarian. They're meaning to say vegan, and I'm sure, as I'm sure James Hansen would be, because he wouldn't be advising people to go vegetarian uh, for you know to to uh, uh, to address climate change, considering all the methane all the methane uh, produced from cows, so that, that wouldn't re- be responsible. But um, James Hansen, the famous NASA climate scientist, was interviewed on Supreme Master Television a few years ago, and uh, I would say it went something like this, but uh, it went exactly like this.
1: Yes, in fact, probably the single action that a person can take individual can take to reduce carbon emissions is vegetarianism
2: save our planet top climatologist dr james hansen calls for less coal and less meat to stop global warming at a recent interfaith climate summit in Uppsala, sweden dr james hansen calls for the phasing out of fossil fuels through strong government actions he explained what the goals would the be for our world leaders during an interview with Supreme
1: Master Television. We have to actually reduce the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere. It's already increased to about 385 parts per million. If we want to stop the warming and stop the melting of more ice, we're going to have to reduce the CO2 at least back to 350 ppm and perhaps even somewhat lower. So that makes a, a but that's a tall order. It requires phasing out the coal emissions, but it also means that we're going to need to improve our agricultural and forestry practices.
2: Like many scientists have affirmed, eliminating carbon-based fuels will have far-reaching benefits on the economy, as well as the health of the planet and its inhabitants. While continuing to call for bold government policies to make this happen, Dr. Hansen also shared what ordinary citizens could do to help.
1: There are many things that people can do to reduce their carbon emissions, but changing your light bulb and many of the things are much less effective than changing your diet. Because if you eat further down on the food chain rather than animals, which have produced many greenhouse gases and, and used much energy in the process of of uh, growing that meat, um, you can actually make a bigger contribution in that way than just about anything. So that's, in terms of individual action, is perhaps the best thing you can do. We,
2: we join water. you, Dr. Hansen, in your call to leaders and citizens influence. to preserve our earthly home. And thank you for continuing to be a voice of courageous and constructive actions, including the shift toward the plant-based diet. May the environment be restored for all the future generations to come.
1: Greetings to Supreme Master TV. My message to you is: Be veg, go green, save the planet.
0: And the translation for that is, go vegan. Uh, as I said, some you know, some people are hesitant to use the word, but uh, you know, that's we gotta spread that word. And and as I said, you know, it said it right there. In the beginning of uh, the Bible uh, that's in Genesis book 1 verse 29 uh, where God says you are to be vegan although God didn't know um, that the word well God knows everything God, I guess God knew that uh, the word vegan would come around in the uh, 1940s when when it would be most needed after that but you know just in the Genesis book 1 verse 29 it says something something to the effect of uh, behold I have given you every herb or every plant that grows on the face of the earth and every tree with fruit that has seed in it, this will be your food. So uh, anyway, um, there you have it. And I don't remember, um, you know, in in, in our young days when we're being indoctrinated into such things as reading the Bible, I don't really remember seeing anything about heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, um, because I, Apparently, humans weren't expected to go, you know, to to, to go astray in such a, an extreme way, huh? You know, was it was it Thou shalt not kill, or was it Thou shalt kill everyone in sight by the billions and and eat their bodies, huh? So I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. So uh, hopefully, hopefully the the world, the world survives, if uh, we get the word out. Uh, hopefully the world survives the coming flood, right, Noah? And the, uh, well, the, the floods, the droughts, the uh, the rising waters, the wildfires, the super storms, um, hopefully. But I think that the important thing that we, we do need to recognize here is... Uh, the need for us to go vegan um, and how that is completely ignored by the environmental groups and by the media and uh, we will also discuss uh, further the um, scientific implications. We are told by the world's top climate specialists that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change. responsible. For at least 51% of all greenhouse gas emissions. And we are told that uh, the only solution, the only solution is a worldwide shift to living vegan. Now, the uh, renowned climate specialists who have given us the only peer group uh, reviewed, peer reviewed, uh, scientific community accepted assessment of the impact of animal agriculture on climate change. Uh, they would be Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang uh, at the World Bank. And uh, there's some, uh, some updated information since Dr. Goodland died, I believe in 2014, but he actually did a presentation at uh, one of uh, John McDougall's events, uh, an event that Dr. John McDougall uh, presented, and yeah, let's let's listen to Robert Goodland, and maybe we'll fill in some of the blanks or uh, update uh, what uh, you know, have, provide some updates uh, since this talk. But uh, this is Dr. Robert Goodland, who for something you know over twenty years was the environmental advisor. To the World Bank. So uh, let's uh, let's listen to him for a few minutes. It's coming. I did press the right button. I'm sure. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at
3: GoVeganRadio.com. I was 23 years the environmental advisor in the World Bank in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's a br- branch of the United Nations, and I one of my. Um, um, main goals well our first goal was to stop them um, doing something which seems now so black and white and so such a no-brainer that you just won't believe me and that was they used to spend uh, invested a lot of money lending for I- increasing tobacco production can you believe it and it took me 10 years to the day before i got a, a mandatory pol- policy uh, passed Prohibiting use of World Bank funds to finance uh, tobacco production, and one of my next targets was uh, stopping the bank um, investing in in large-scale livestock, uh, particularly from the Amazon basin, where I. <laughs> thank you, thank you, you. <laughs> Particularly from the Amazon basin, which is where most of China's beef comes from now. Uh, I misspent most of my youth in the Amazon, tromping up and down, and I love the place. And so it was such a shame to see um, it uh, cut and burned, often by slaves, according to the Brazilian government, um, and then put over to cattle pastures, which only last three years because the soils are so weak that the cattle eat everything. Then they have to cut down more forests, so it's totally unsustainable. But I want to invoke the name of someone you probably have all heard about, and you, many of you, most of you, probably admire him, and that's uh, the Silicon Valley son, namely Bill Gates. A- anyone not heard of him? No. Yeah. Good. Well, um, he is on your side, so I hope you'll encourage him and uh, be strengthened by him and try and join him if, if you want. Uh, he said... Replacing animals raised for food with virtual meat, dairy, and eggs made with no animals. That's his goal. And such changes in food and agriculture impressively reduce three things natural resources and energy, greenhouse gas emissions. That GHG you'll see a lot is greenhouse gases, mainly carbon dioxide, but often a lot of methane too and N2O. Um, that even than the changes we've seen in communications, you remember when a television, you could scarcely lift it, and, and, and uh, now it's just a tiny flat screen, So and now uh, mobile phones have swept throughout the world, so poor people are really having improved lives because of uh, mobile phones based on solar electricity too and and then he went further on YouTube he said all these companies using animal products milk egg chicken beef can innovate into plant-based materials soy peas to make products cheaper healthier with less cruelty less greenhouse gas emissions and then he said this is phenomenal it's huge five years from now he predicts that when these products get out there we will all see what exactly innovation can cause um, he went further to say, "Ripe uh, food is ripe for innovation." I fully agree, and many of the speakers here today um, have emphasised this point that uh, our food system is ripe for innovation, overdue, I'd say. And um, Bill Gates and his other Silicon Valley millionaires are now betting money on his vision that food is ripe indeed for innovation. And his key point is. Making regular foods using plant-based materials emitting far less greenhouse gas. And he said, "While it's not mainstream now, he predicts that it will be by 2017, which is very near." And I know that my talk has sort of changed gears. I was extremely pleased to hear all this morning speakers who really uh, taught me such a lot and inspired me and encouraged me to keep on, because sometimes it's pretty hostile atmosphere out there. But my talk is not so much on nutri- uh, nutrition, it's on uh, how a change in your diet, and I submit I'm going to say it's a rather modest change, um, is possibly the only way to prevent climate catastrophe. That sounds a pretty strong prediction, doesn't it? But I hope you'll bear with me and, and tell me if it's a uh, hole's water at the end of my talk. My co-author, um, who aids and abets me, Jeff Anhang, uh, we both come from the same old-school time at McGill University in Montreal. <laughs> but he couldn't come, unfortunately. Uh, but you write to him anytime you need some really technical um, encouragement. Uh, We analyzed World Watch um, FAO, Food and Agriculture Organization's um, uh, calculation that 18% of anthropic man-made greenhouse gas is from livestock. We recalculated as 18% and we uh, were staggered with our own conclusions. We found that far being, it wasn't 19% or 17%, on our calculation, it says it was a whopping 51%, and all our assumptions to get to 51%, we went through them many times, one by one. They're all a bit conservative. If we had any doubt at all, we heard on the conservative side and took a lower figure. But even so, it's 51% according to us. We say that the only pragmatic way to reverse climate change by 2017 is to replace one quarter, 25% of today's livestock with better alternatives. That's the sort of key finding we have. Uh, let me just note that 2017 is when all of the really world's top um, climate scientists, James Hansen uh, and IPCC and the International Energy Authority, that's when they say is the first tipping point. And it, it won't be as sudden year to July the 1st, 1917, but during 1917, that's when some tipping points will be reached, and many more probably in, in 2018. So that's the origin of the 2017, and I, I belabor that point a bit because it's so near. You know, as, as I get older, the, the weeks used to flash by, now the months flash by, and the years also started to flash by. So we really don't have much time if if 2017 really has some severe tipping points. Um, Now, those of you, and I hope there are many, who want the whole world to become vegan, and I agree with the last speaker in that delicious cooking session, Uh, the only choice is between becoming vegan voluntarily on your own speed and your own terms and by educating yourself or having it shoved down your throat involuntarily if you let climate change dictate the speed of the transition. So that's a very important point I think she meant, and I really loved it. Um, So anyway, we don't say everyone in the world has to become vegetarian by next week, vegan by next week, Uh, but we do say if you want to meet all of the climate targets, you know, starting with um, Kyoto, and through Cancun and Copenhagen and Bonn and now there's another one somewhere, um, all of those targets, of course, are just laughably missed uh, by a long way, um, and they can all be met by just a modest reduction in everyone's livestock consumption by 25%, which I think you must agree. I know that's not our goal here. Our goal is uh, 100% vegan, uh, but. Even non-vegans um, shouldn't find it very difficult to reduce their livestock consumption by 25%. But we haven't got 10 or 20 years to change out of uh, fossil fuels and into renewables. As I said, it's now the best date that I have got from the literature is 2017. We have to um, reach some form of climate <clears throat> instability. So. Uh, phasing out of coal and oil, which all of the climate people think is the only hope, um, is not going to do it because we have to do it so quickly. And after 2017, then phasing down uh, atmospheric uh, greenhouse gas won't matter much because it'll be too late. Just to mention a few of the terrible um, aspects of this. Um, one thousand seven hundred u s cities, including New York, Boston, and miami uh, will be submerged from rising sea levels as a, as a result of climate tipping points and that includes the one thousand seven hundred cities includes your own um, silicon valley and the only way to stop that um, is by expensive new dikes and levees to hold back the rising water now that is a Another extremely expensive uh, mega engineering, which also has its own um, impacts, which have not been looked into. And you you can read any day about the Army Corps of Engineers' um, ill-designed levees in in the Lower Mississippi, and how much uh, grief they cause for New Orleans and other places, and not even protecting the main place they're supposed to protect, New Orleans. and for some of those 1,700 cities the point of no return may come before 2017 and where it's get, going to become first is in some of those um, uh, limestone atolls in the mid-pacific which are only about a, a meter above normal sea level anyway they're absolutely terrified because uh, just a few centimeters rise in the sea level will submerge them and Kill all their crops, and um, they're going to have to all relocate somewhere. And of course, they don't know where the world is too full already. But the International Panel on Climate Change and the International Energy Agency warn that major action by 2017 may be the last chance to reverse climate change before it's too late. That's a sort of bottom line schedule or timetable, and it seems to me that there's surely no more compelling motivation for action. Than replacing that modest amount of livestock with better alternatives and as I mentioned before that indeed may be the only pragmatic way to stop climate catastrophe for imperiling much life on earth so reducing my talk to a few slogans not the slogans are a good way to go but uh, take home messages because I guess you get a lot of take home messages um, First, halt deforestation and fires from ranching and feed production. Second, reduce livestock consumption by 25%. Third, maximize greenhouse gas sequestration by reforestation. And the added bonus to this solution is that it will create many jobs worldwide, especially for women who are so good at collecting seeds and and nurturing them in a nursery and, and... Uh, Tending the saplings and seedlings, and here is an even pithier slogan to take home: (laughs) greenhouse sequestration must exceed greenhouse emissions as soon as possible. Thank you. Godspeed.
4: Unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't. I I knew pretty much uh, what both speakers were going to be like.
0: That was Robert Goodland uh, in 2013. Um, he passed away in 2014, and uh, he was considered the world's top climate specialist, and he was there saying that the only practical solution for climate change is uh, shift to living vegan. Now, um, there have been some updates since then. He mentioned his colleague at the World Bank, uh, Jeff Anhang, who contributes to The website chompingclimatechange.org, and uh, just to uh, let's 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 uh, look at uh, what's there under uh, how to reverse climate change before it's too late, and uh, this includes presentation from Robert Goodland in the past, and again uh, updates from Jeff Anhan. So it says climate change is fearsome. If uh, climate change is not controlled, then it's projected that it may imperil humanity in major cities across the world, including Paris, New York, London, and Dubai. The last chance for major action before climate change becomes catastrophically irreversible is said to be 2020, or at the latest, 2026. Now, if I might note here, you heard uh, Dr. Goodland saying that there was the need for a 25% shift away from so-called livestock products to vegan eating. Well, because now, and he was saying that that was needed by 2017. So, I mean, we are at the tipping points, at the tipping points caused by, well, the demand for meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. I mean, that's what it is here. So, I mean, let's, let's look at the truth and what we really have to do here. And uh, so uh, we are at tipping points. And now um, that we're saying that we, we need to change um, by 2020, the very latest 2026, but it's not a 25% shift that we need now. We need a 50 to 85% shift in population. From those who consume so-called livestock products to people who go vegan, who go vegan to save the planet—that's that's the most important thing, you know. And again, well, let me let me go through what what's being said here. So, it says uh, this means it is too late uh, to reverse climate change by replacing fossil fuel uh, by replacing um, uh, the fossil fuel infrastructure with renewable energy uh, and you know, a renewable energy infrastructure. That's because doing so is estimated to require at least 20 years to implement at the necessary scale. And uh, as I've mentioned many times on this program, it would also cost $35 trillion. Good luck getting that from Trump or Congress Um, or the Democrats who were out, you know, know, here we have uh, Governor Jerry, uh, you know, uh, Frankenstein Brown, you know Hillary Frankenstein Clinton, like the Democrats care about the environment. So, don't look, you know, don't look for solutions from the Democrats. And Bernie is out there saying, "We need a carbon tax, right? We need, we, we need a carbon tax, like we need another hedge fund to enrich Wall Street. We need everyone to go vegan." You don't hear that anywhere, but, but here. That's why this program is the most important environmental program on Mother Earth. So um, let me continue with what Dr. Uh, Goodland said here. Uh, Well, Goodland and Anhang uh, saying, quote, Indeed, large-scale implementation of renewable energy infrastructure was the uh, general basis for the Kyoto Protocol when it was drafted in 1990. But the Kyoto Protocol did not yield a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions as intended. To the contrary, global greenhouse gas emissions have risen, shockingly, by 61% from 1990 to 2013. So thank you, uh, Kyoto Protocol. And uh, what are we going to get from the Paris Agreement, right? We had... 175 countries signing the, pa- the Paris Agreement? Well, you know, a banana is more binding than the Paris Agreement. Of course, 175 countries will sign on to nothing required of them. Sure. Who isn't against climate change if it requires no action, right? And, you know, who who isn't, you know, I mean, like when we, when we can blame Trump and, and pipelines and Exxon, who isn't against climate change, you know? But uh, if you have to go vegan, then, uh-oh, uh-oh, right? What's a little climate change, you know? Got to have my meat. What's a little climate change? Uh, back to what was written here by Goodland and Anhang. However, as greenhouse gas emissions and atmospheric carbon have continued to rise, now almost 50% of today's livestock products must be replaced with better Alternatives by two thousand and seventeen or by two thousand and twenty at the latest in order to achieve the objectives of the Kyoto Protocol and avert catastrophic climate change. No other pragmatic worldwide action to reverse climate change has been proposed by anyone okay, so uh, as you see, you have uh, well they they have the fifty percent figure here I know that uh, Jeffrey Anhang and uh, has, has said it, it needs to be 50 to 85 uh, percent. Bob Linden says it needs to be 100 percent. But are you hearing what the the world's top climate specialists are saying? And of course, you're not going to hear this from uh, Greenpeace or 350.org or the Sierra Club. The Sierra Club, which is putting out articles trying to justify making moral justifications for for eating animals. Um, and the Sierra Club uh, puts out little articles. Oh, the, the most sustainable uh, you know meat that you can buy, and and none of it is. Um, but anyway, what's what's important here? Robert Goodland, Jeff Anhang, world's top climate specialist from the World Bank, uh, and and read what they wrote. Read read their assessment. It's called Livestock and Climate Change. Look for that. What they are saying right here uh, that We need to go vegan, um, and no other pragmatic worldwide action to reverse climate change has been proposed by anyone. So right here on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, you are hearing the only pragmatic solution for climate change, and nobody in the world. Look at that. Me me, me of all people, the old uh, radio disc jockey here, uh, has the only solution to climate change, and uh, there has been no <laughs> other proposal, you know, meaningful proposal by anyone. Uh, okay, well, all right. I'm starting to like myself. Okay. Anyway, uh, one reason back to the back to this article here. One reason why worldwide action is needed is that, uh, that climate change is one of a relatively small number of environmental issues that are transboundary. This means that greenhouse emissions and atmospheric carbon don't respect borders. So a uh, molecule of carbon dioxide emitted in China can uh, affect someone anywhere in the United States just as much as it will affect someone in Beijing. The uh, Let's scroll down a little bit. The uh, transboundary nature of climate change means that everyone in the United States could go vegan with virtually no climate benefit if the consumption of livestock products continues to increase in China and elsewhere. So uh, let's translate this show into Chinese, um, into, uh, well, Cantonese, Mandarin, right? Um in other words, it's as important to be concerned about uh, what happens with food and climate change elsewhere as it is to be concerned about what happens with food and climate change in the United States. So there we are. We, we, we get together. We, we waste a lot of jet fuel getting together everywhere from Kyoto to Copenhagen and uh, Paris. You get hundred seventy five countries in front of you. And what do we talk about? Uh, we talk about nothing, n- none of this, n- you know. And, and those 175 countries need to have vegan campaigns of their own. But we don't really have a vegan campaign in the U.S. Where's, where's the vegan campaign from 350.org? You have Thib and Bill McKibben who's telling us that we, we can't deprive third world countries of the enjoyment of eating meat. And and Thib and Bill McKibben is always the environmental guest on uh, Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman. So uh, I guess this here show, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, is a more important environmental program than Democracy Now! By the way, you can support us with a tax deductible donation. There is a donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. We do need to get the word out. Uh, in fact, we have stated that April is Go Vegan stop climate change month and uh, if you look at my uh, facebook page or pages the go vegan radio with bob linden the bob linden pages there are links to uh, a pdf something that you can print to take to the climate marches coming this weekend you have all those people who eat meat dairy fish and eggs all of the uh, climate changers who are uh, marching um against their own interests but they don't even know it because they're, they don't have, they don't have this information uh, they you know where where are the vegan campaigns from Greenpeace the Sierra Club NRDC um, you know any of them, 350.org well you you're not going to get them because they have a lot of rancher donor money and you know something they have so many meat eaters who are members that they don't really want to offend them and tell them They have to do something, too. That might cut down on their donations when they say, hey, look, you know, it's not that important right now to protest against Exxon or Donald Trump or the XL pipeline uh, or even to work for an alternative energy infrastructure. What's important is that we all go vegan. Oh, well, there go all the donations. There go all the donations to 350.org and Greenpeace and the Sierra Club and democracy now, Um, and uh, yet it's the only solution. So anyway, back to uh, Goodland and Anhang here on uh, the most important environmental program uh, on Mother Earth. And by the way, uh, coming up next hour or whatever time, I'm losing track of time here, Uh, coming up, uh, I guess in about 45 minutes. We will have weekly commentary with Professor Gary Francione. You know how Professor Francione always talks about that there's this uh, a moral baseline. Being vegan is the moral baseline. Well, here today, I would like to establish uh, the environmental baseline. Yes, the environmental baseline So uh, is, is being vegan, living vegan. H- how can you be a meat, dairy, fish, and egg-consuming environmentalist? So, you know, the bottom line, the, 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 the moral baseline, the environmental baseline is you have to be vegan or you are a climate changer. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody is a climate denier or somebody believes that climate change is happening, unless we take action, and apparently the only action is to go vegan, we're followed by the world's top climate specialist, uh, then, uh, you know, wh- who cares if somebody's a, a climate denier? What? They're doing nothing worse for the environment than somebody having, you know, a burger or chicken wings or whatever. So anyway, back to Goodland and Anhang. It says, in fact, the average global concentration of atmospheric carbon continues to increase after uh, it recently rose above 400 parts per million, uh, far above the safe level of 350, 350 parts per million. The only known way to draw down atmospheric carbon on a large scale in a relatively short time frame is by growing more trees, which is uniquely possible through our recommendations here, their recommendations to go vegan. That's because replacing a substantial amount of today's livestock products with better alternatives. And when they say better alternatives, they mean vegan alternatives here. Um They say that that will free up a vast amount of land to permit large-scale reforestation and greenhouse gas sequestration um, at the same time as it will massively reduce greenhouse gas emissions attributable to livestock production. The dual benefits of reducing emissions and absorbing atmospheric carbon On large scale, as the, uh, at the same time, uh, are the key aspect of what makes our recommendations the only pragmatic way to reverse climate change before it's too late. So, uh, let me, let me translate, uh, although, does it really need a translation here? Um, Basically saying that going vegan is the only way to reduce the human-caused greenhouse gas emissions and free up enough land uh, for reforestation. So that's the only way to reduce climate change before it's too late. I I don't see that on the Greenpeace uh, website. I don't see that from the Sierra Club. So continuing here with Goodland and Anhang. To be clear about what we mean by better alternatives to livestock products, we mean everything from grain-based meats to soy milk, nut butters, as well as whole grains and legumes or beans. They could say vegan. Everybody can say vegan. You know, it's not, it's not, a, well, it's not even a four-letter word. Um, so don't, don't run from the word vegan when we need a vegan world, you know. Um, Anyway, so they're saying here, uh, all right, to be clear about what we mean by better alternatives, meaning vegan, uh, to livestock products, we mean everything from grain-based meats to soy milk, nut butters, as well as whole grains and legumes. This is because any food that comes directly from plants rather than from livestock will generally be responsible for much lower levels of greenhouse gas emissions than our livestock products. I mean, you just can't get more wasteful uh, than uh, so-called livestock products. Okay, so it says, we recommend against uh, framing what, uh, what's it say here? We recommend against framing what's needed as less meat and less milk in part because producers of vegan foods often use terms such as grain-based meat and hemp milk. Uh, okay, so you understand that anyway. So, uh, so what they're saying is uh, they they don't recommend uh, saying they, they stay away from framing it as what's needed being uh, less meat and less milk because they uh, they're saying uh, you know. You need vegan meat and vegan milk, as they say, grain-based meat and hemp milk, for example, um, hemp milk, soy milk, rice milk, coconut milk. Um, it says, moreover, uh, dictionaries define meat and milk as essential food products that include vegan versions. So we suggest, and look at this—they are using the word vegan. So okay, I'm not—I'm not making this up, just because I'm a tree hugging cow, chicken lover, um, pig lover. Um, so, uh, okay, so moreover dictionaries define meat and milk as essential food products that include vegan versions. So we suggest that it is not the soundest of strategies to cede the terms milk and meat to livestock producers and to press people to sacrifice those uh, items. Okay. Okay. So I guess the idea is, okay, well, if you're not, you know, you're not vegan yet, don't worry, you, you're not, you don't have to sacrifice meat, you don't have to sacrifice milk, just get the vegan meat, get the vegan milk. Um, so it says, indeed, the livestock industry perceives that consumers see milk as such an essential beverage that uh, some livestock producers have filed lawsuits to prevent vegan food product producers from using the term milk. A good way of framing the uh, relevant issues can be seen heard in a recent uh, television interview that's linked here, but, okay, well. So it says, uh, one of the reasons to focus attention on livestock and feed production is that such production is estimated to occupy 45 percent of all land on earth Uh, that's all land both arable and non arable including ice caps and mountaintops most of the land used for livestock and feed production uh, was once forested and can be forested again in fact there is documented uh, potential for agricultural change to bring atmospheric carbon to pre-industrial revolution levels within five years. So my, uh, my, my wonderful meat, dairy, fish, and egg-eating environment, environmentalist friends, um, you see what, what you can accomplish just by going vegan, not by marching – not by walking and singing songs and yelling at Trump and yelling you know, at, at Exxon um, and, and divesting from Exxon. So that's, that's the big deal, divest from oil companies, get your university to divest from, uh, from the oil companies, the, the fossil fuels. No, you need your university to divest from the fossil foods. You need your university to divest away from anything related to meat, dairy, fish, and eggs the number one destructive force on the planet, consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. So, really, people talk about a carbon tax, right? Well, the only real carbon tax, or or the only real carbon and methane tax, would be to tax meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. There's your carbon and methane tax right there. Whereas Bernie likes to say, we need a carbon tax. Okay, well, there's your carbon tax. Uh, terrible terrible impression right I, I never could do impressions of anyone even though i did you know i practiced as, as a kid i did practice in front of the mirror you know we were all big fans of uh jfk when he was elected president you know all that ask not stuff in front of the mirror there ask not uh, as i said ask not what your country can do for climate change uh, because it will do nothing ask what you can do for climate change, which obviously is go vegan, right? So uh, let me get back here to anyway. So if we were to go vegan, uh, there's documented potential for agricultural change to bring atmospheric carbon to pre-industrial revolution levels within five years. How can you not be vegan? Um, Okay, so to provide as much scientific, quoting again, to provide as much scientific information on this as possible, we've developed a website called Chomping Climate Change, where we've posted updated versions of our assessment and links to many prominent uh, citations of our work for decades. Let me scroll here again for decades activists have urged that people reduce their consumption of livestock products in order to reduce environmental impacts in general to be more compassionate to animals and to improve human health um, actually you accomplish all of those by going vegan right so let's use the word uh it says yet during those decades global consumption of animal-based foods has risen sixfold That is twice as fast as the human population. What's going on here, huh, people? Uh, Well, what do you have? You have uh, environmentalists eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. You have animal advocates who are telling you to eat cage-free chicken. Pretty amazing, huh? Goodland and Anhang continue. In contrast, emergencies normally motivate major action. And since major action to reverse climate change is said to be needed by 2020 or no later than 2026, um, it should be considered most accurate, uh, as well as most compelling and effective, to cite reversing climate change as the key goal for people to act upon. Indeed, uh, there's surely no more compelling motivation to uh, to act. Then the knowledge that replacing livestock products with better alternatives, meaning vegan alternatives, may be the only pragmatic way to stop catastrophic climate change from implementing, uh, from imperiling uh, much of the earth. Okay, so that's it from uh, Goodland and Anhang. I don't, I don't know what could be more compelling, more convincing. Um, you know, we just have to have uh, all of these uh, all of these people who are environmentalists who are upset about climate change uh, need access to this information. So, anyway, maybe you can share the link to this program. Um, you know what's amazing? Um, if I look at uh, Live Science, there's an article there. Tens of thousands protest alternative facts at March for Science. So. There were these big marches, you know, for science related to climate change. What was anything mentioned about what I just discussed here as the only practical solution? Uh, in this article in Live Science by uh, Gina, Gina Briner. Okay, so it says uh, the article starts off, make America think again, uh, in quotes. Uh, We need data, uh, in quotes, nerd power, in quotes, fund science, not the wall, in quotes. These were just some of the chants heard during the March for Science on April 22nd in Washington, D.C. and across the globe. Scientists and science enthusiasts, along with their uh, curious kids, turned out in droves to make their voices heard. Uh, though their signs were diverse from I'm with her, meaning Mother Earth, to uh, grab them by the uh, hypotheses, okay, uh, the central message seemed to be the idea that science is important to everyone and must infor- inform decision-making at the highest levels of government. So I guess maybe we need to send uh, Trump a link to this show. Uh and uh who else? Uh Amy Chuck Schumer. I think these people are so uh they're not responsive, they don't care, they're all corporatists, they're all tied into the uh polluting war machine. So it's really left up to us. It's a collective action. We're told the only thing we can do is go vegan. Each one of us has to do our, you know, one seven billionth of the work. Uh, which is to go vegan oh the horrible work of eating the most delicious food in the world unbelievable oh the horrible work of 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 eating food that's so much more healthy than you know the decomposing cadavers and the the mammary secretions uh dripping from the nipples of cows uh or the cloaca discard discharge from chickens anyway so anyway there's a whole march by scientists and, and as I've discussed on this show in the past. I've even the union of concerned scientists. I mean, everybody's pretty much a meat addict. You know, that's what it is. Bill McKibben wants to eat meat. Amy Goodman. I don't know what, you know, she's not a vegan. So no, you know, nobody wants to, you know, I mean, they they don't want to point fingers when they, you know, when, when, when their fingers, you know, are finger looking good, they don't want to be pointing fingers, you know, but, Yeah, that's what I'm saying here. Apparently, this is, you know, I mean, what is it, Naomi Klein also, they're all opportunists. They want you to buy their books, um, but they don't want to save the world, you know? I mean, it's all, it it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, And yes, okay, sure, leave it in the ground. Leave it in the ground. You you have issues with, with fossil fuels, but did you realize, and, and even in the um, report from the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, which is a pro-livestock, it's actually part, part of the livestock industry, the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, but even in that refuted, debunked uh, livestock's long shadow that estimated that uh, um, animal agriculture is responsible for 18% of human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, which was uh, later, um, you know, w- w- which was uh, debunked by Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang, and they took that figure of 18% and say, no, it's uh, at least 51%, at least 51%. But, okay, so in that in that uh, report from the UNFAO that underestimated um, – human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, even in that report. It says that just the cultivation of soil for animal agriculture releases more carbon than the fossil fuel industry. So that's that's pretty amazing right there. But, of course, yeah, I mean, leave it in the ground. But also, you know something? Leave the fish in the water, okay? Leave the fish in the water, too. Uh, whoever is is still in the water who hasn't been you know, plucked out yet um, so anyway um, so I, I think the idea here is that we, we need you know I mean look at what animal agriculture does in terms of climate change deforestation it's, you know that that's deforestation you have the the rainforest being cleared to graze animals for to, for meat or to grow f- feed for the animals usually gmo so if you're an environmentalist who's against gmos how can you eat you know animals who who are fed gmos anyway and, and you're supporting uh gmos when when you eat meat and dairy um so i don't know so so what we have is we, we have basically the sand resulting from the soil erosion and uh, desertification left by the meat and dairy industries. You know, that sand right now seems to be where the heads of environmentalists are buried. Um, You know, I mean, as I said, that, that, that horrible report from the UNFAO even when it was 18%, that that's more than all transportation combined, right? So anyway, it's very strange, but here we have it. People who eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs in the climate march. So indeed, it is the march of the climate changers. Huh? And unfortunately, they don't even know it, you know, that they're acting against their best interests. They'll, they'll go to the climate march, and then they'll leave, and they'll go over to you know mcdevils or murder king or Wen dies or kills jr or jack the ripper in a box or up Chuck E. cheese and you know just continue to uh, destroy the planet uh you know so it's it's the burgers it's the dairy it's you know it's the meat dairy fish and eggs you know but again you really can't blame the people you know because the environmental groups won't tell them this uh Again, because they're collecting their donations, you know. They're collecting their donations. So why why tell somebody you have to go vegan, uh, when you can have a climate march, you know, a, a walk to extinction across the bridge to nowhere, but keep those donations coming because it's a fun time. It's great to get together with everyone. It'll it'll be a blast, right? You know, hanging out with people, you know, blowing off some some steam. Although the climate doesn't really need any more hot air. Um, but, you know, it'll be fun. You'll make new friends. You know, you'll, you'll sing, you'll dance, you'll cheer for Bill McKibben, and uh, then you'll go have a burger, right? If you eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, you are a climate changer chopping down the rainforest, wasting and polluting water, eroding soil into desert, destroying habitat, destroying biodiversity, um, Okay, so uh, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, hey, let's take responsibility. Let's take responsibility. Let's look at the, the environmental baseline, vegan living. That's it. huh? Vegan living, the environmental baseline. Um, oh, and uh, a, a word for water, word for water here uh, about water. And I've mentioned this in the past. There was a report from the Stockholm International Water Institute, presented to the United Nations, and so that uh, you know, people uh, who are uh, metrically challenged can understand uh, because it, it, you know, the report talked leaders and whatever, whatever stuff we, we Americans don't understand. It basically says that uh, a vegan requires 10,000 gallons of water to grow his or her food in a year. So, uh, that's 10,000 gallons. Uh, what does a non-vegan require to grow his or her food in a year? 320,000 gallons. So that means that I, as a vegan, and you know, all all your vegan friends, anybody who's a vegan, uh, just saved 310,000 gallons of water over the past year just by being vegan. So, you know, don't, you know, don't hate vegans. I think, you know, hug a vegan, hug a vegan, thank a vegan, become vegan, get hugged, right? Save water. You know, there, there are estimates that it takes up to 8,500 gallons of water to produce a pound of beef. There are estimates that it takes up to 8,500 gallons of water to produce the feed uh, needed to produce a pound of beef. And I would suggest uh, that uh, you look for the show in the archives at GoVeganRadio.com, the show with Todd Schumann. We talked about the dairy industry in California. You want to hear about water waste and astronomical numbers that are, I mean, it, it's just incredible. You know, the billions and billions of gallons of water wasted to produce this bovine secretion, you know, the the baby food of another species that, Gives us cancer, the number one carcinogen. It's Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not to mention all of the animal suffering, by the way. I mean, is the environment just a bunch of sticks or rocks or whatever? What about the inhabitants on this planet, our brothers and sisters, travelers in time with us on Mother Earth? They don't deserve it. They don't deserve to be meat, dairy, fish, or eggs. They have feelings. They have feelings for their family. They, they cry. They cry when their baby is taken away. Uh, and that's the case for, for dairy. It's uh, uh, the, the mother cow has to be raped to produce the baby. And then the milk intended for him goes on your cereal. And uh, the little baby is taken away just after birth. They're both crying for each other. And he becomes veal or fat. he's fattened up to become beef. And, uh, you know... Mama cow has to get raped again over and over again until she becomes a hamburger to be eaten by one of the climate changers, one of the hundreds of thousands of people walking and yelling and screaming against climate change this weekend uh, in Washington, D.C. When every one of those hundreds of thousands of people should be going vegan and asking everyone else to go vegan because it's the only solution. And as you know, I'm not the only one saying it. Okay, well, I think it might be time for a break. You're, you're probably ready for a, a break for me right now. Um, and once again, I remind you that this is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. What can I say? It's the most important environmental program on Mother Earth. Where are you going to hear what you heard today? Um, so please support our program. With a tax deductible donation. Uh, there's a donate button that's, you can find it, you, you can find it. It's at uh, goveganradio.com, uh, the donate button there. And also, uh, we are uh, in the socialist media. Um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Go Vegan Radio, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Lindley. We continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com. On Twitter, at Go Vegan Radio, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, also a couple of Bob Linden pages. And we are starting it up, starting up a new uh, Facebook group since I'm told that uh, having a fan page doesn't really cut it. Um, And it took me a while to be convinced to have a fan page because it sounds so egomaniacal uh, that I wound up having two Bob Linden pages and I didn't realize that they get maxed out at 5,000. So we have two Bob Linden pages that are usually maxed out at about 5,000, but then people uh, hear me uh, come on and then they hear me, you know, criticizing the Humane Society of the United States or criticizing 350.org, Greenpeace, Sierra Club. Uh, they don't want to be my friends anymore. That makes room for others. Um, but really, you know, when it comes right down to it, when hypocrisy is a matter of life and death, we have to rise up. You know, this, this isn't a game. Climate change isn't a game. Extinction isn't a game. And yet... Uh, these environmental groups are, are playing games with with the planet they're they you know they're playing games with mother earth you know, it's like the humane society of the united states playing games you know telling people to to eat cage-free eggs you know what what kind of animal advocacy is that when those for whom you advocate are 100 of them are going to be you know, tortured and killed you know every male born into cage-free egg production, is ground alive or suffocated right after birth. Every female is mutilated, uh, kept harshly confined, and then uh, she's murdered. And that's the campaign from uh, you know, the Humane Society of the United States. Well, what, a, what great animal ad- advocacy that is. And then what do we get from these environmental organizations who are playing games with our very existence? How do they not know that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change? I know that. How do they not know that? That's their business. How do I know that the only solution for climate change is a population shift to vegan living? How do the environmental groups not know that? Huh? Or are they just hiding it? Are they hiding it? They, they know that animal agriculture is the number one cause and going vegan is the only solution? So isn't that Practically criminal that they would hide it, well, you know. And if they don't know it, well, they have no business being environmental groups anyway, right? So I don't get it. So anyway, we can all go vegan and uh, save the planet, and apparently it's the only way. And uh, in the process, we can really, really all go vegan, meaning dogs and cats in our family too. They, they can have a lighter carbon and methane footprint and uh, the love of my life, Daisy the vegan chihuahua, um, loves evolution dog food. Um, There are many vegan choices out there. Please patronize a vegan company that produces vegan food for dogs and cats. Daisy does like evolution. Uh, By the way, uh, there are discounts on evolution dog food. You can take advantage of these discounts. For example, 25% off your first order of dry food. So 25% off on your first order of dry food from Evolution. Just call 800-659-0104. 800-659-0104. 25% off your first order of dry food. Also 20% off your... Uh, If you order on the first Wednesday of the month, 20% off dry food if you order on the first Wednesday, 10% off canned food if you order on the first Wednesday. And uh, for people who are financially challenged, uh, definitely call that number. Um, We we don't want uh, the dogs and cats in your family going hungry and evolution uh, is really generous in that regard so if you do have financial uh needs um related to feeding uh the loves in your life call 800-659-0104 800-659-0104 if the dog or cat in your life is facing um, health challenges there are special formulations that you can discuss by calling that number and uh As I said, you could order the dry food, order the wet food. There are new flavors, gourmet pasta and gourmet fondue. Um, Sounds good enough to – why not? It's vegan, right? So, okay, gourmet pasta, gourmet fondue. Um, There is also uh, the Maximum Life from Evolution, which is uh, grain-free, gluten-free, hypoallergenic, uh, especially – For urinary uh, tract health, maximum life um, recommended for urinary tract health, and uh, there are documented cases of dogs living over twenty-one years and cats living over twenty-two years on Evolution Evolution dog and cat food. And again, that number eight hundred six five nine zero one 04. so we thank evolution for support of go vegan radio with bob linden and also um supporting radio bobby I, that's really i've been working on radio bobby uh i don't know it's kind of ridiculous to talk about something that doesn't exist right that's not a great great promotional uh, advertising strategy i'm talking about something that doesn't exist yet um but coming soon my new uh Twenty-four-seven online music station, uh, Radio Bobby, and uh, also thanks to Vegetarian House Vegan Restaurant for its support of our weekly talk show and uh, uh, the crew over there. Sunny, all excited about Radio Bobby coming on the air, um, and uh, Vegetarian House is again there. You see, vegetarian can people can mean vegan with the word vegetarian like the san francisco vegetarian society it's a vegan society well vegetarian house has been calling itself vegetarian house for a couple of decades now but it is a 100 percent vegan restaurant organic non-gmo amazing food check out the menu at vegetarian Us truly amazing one of my favorite restaurants ever um Food is, food is amazing. Just, uh, and, and look at the variety, you know, the variety of international cuisine there. It's just really amazing. The, the, the burger, the Jolly Burger is so delicious. The ocean plate. Okay, so, you know, you have, the, you have these cravings like uh, Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang were saying. Like, okay, well, let, let people feel like, you know, they're not sacrificing something in their lives by sacrificing meat or milk. So you have uh, the Jolly Burger, huh? So that's your that's your vegan meat, you know. Um, and there's an ocean plate that they have there. So you know there there there's your uh, you know your 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 vegan uh, your vegan ocean food. You know, I hate to call sea creatures seafood. They're not food. Uh, the oceans have been totally depleted. I mean, there's really no sustainable seafood. It's Another ridiculous concept, sustainable seafood, sustainable sea creatures. And and, and the fish from farms. Look at how much fish it takes to feed the fish on fish farms. That doesn't seem sustainable. And yet, 350.org, the uh, environmental group, is welcoming a group of fishermen who are traveling three days by boat to get to the climate march this weekend. So there you have it, a march of uh, meat, dairy, fish, and egg eaters and and fishermen and uh, all the climate changers marching against climate change. Pretty amazing, right? And you don't sacrifice anything by going vegan. And there are great vegan restaurants everywhere. Um, So do support your local vegan restaurants. As you can see, they are like rescue missions for the environment, you know. So uh, definitely support your local vegan restaurants, including Vegetarian House in San Jose, 520 East Santa Clara Street. Vegetarian House also caters. So, yeah, get, get, get into the mindset. You know, you're going vegan. You sacrifice nothing. You sacrifice no one. The food is great. There are restaurants, you know, great food that you can have at home. Uh, you can have vegan catering, and Vegetarian House is one of the best. So if you have a social event coming up, you're getting married, you want to impress your future in laws, you know, have Vegetarian House cater the event. You have a business event coming up, you know, you have a a group of environmentalists getting together. Well, what are you going to do? Eat, eat steak, eat burgers, environmentalists. That's what they usually eat, though. You know, they 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 go off to. Uh, You know, Copenhagen, and they have uh, hot dogs, you know? What sense does it make? But our world doesn't make much sense. The only sense in the world seems to be going vegan, which uh, is a moral baseline and actually an environmental baseline. So please uh, do the most important environmental action. Uh, The most important environmental action that you can take is to go vegan and help everybody you know go vegan as quickly as possible. The life you save may be your own. It may be your children. It may be all of us. It may be the planet, Mother Earth. Mother Earth needs us to go vegan. Okay, we will continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. We have hundreds of shows archived on the website there. You can also support us with a tax-deductible donation and get the information out that, uh, I mean, where, where else can you hear about this, uh, but this, this radio show? We've been on for 16 years. Help us continue. Help us, uh, put together Radio Bobby, the online music station coming soon, uh, from Go Vegan Radio.
4: You there yeah i'm here i can hear
0: you okay I, I guess we're on the air that's the way this is working these days so um when the phone rings and you answer we're immediately broadcasting so well
5: so, that's uh, useful so, <laughs> that's, so <laughs> i'm glad you told me bob thanks for letting me know
0: well, well we'll just keep the language clean although you know these days almost anything goes I'm just used to my old career in broadcasting and keeping the language clean anyway, but uh, how are you, Professor Francione?
4: Oh,
5: I am just fine, and uh, Anna will not be joining us tonight, but um, she wanted me to relate to you that we're making a lot of progress, almost done. Well, I don't know. She she says almost done. I would say almost, almost done uh, with the new book that we're working on, on abolitionist vegan advocacy and how to do it and uh we're working on that and what else is going on Um, and i
0: want people to know uh because we're this show i mean the the program uh this this show is really i mean quite the environmental show this week i mean i covered it covered it all and we may have a lot of people listening uh new to the show who are interested in the environment, because we're going to appeal to them to listen. So I do want them to know that now that they are convinced to go vegan, because of the first hour and a half of this show, they can go to the website, howdoigovegan.com. Howdoigovegan.com, because everybody has to be convinced by now, I spent an hour and a half, you know, April is a very big environmental month and there's earth day and there are the climate marches and uh and, and by the way i decided gary that uh you always talk about a moral baseline and uh, i've decided that there is also an environmental baseline and that is uh it's the same as the moral baseline so it's easy to remember uh it's uh you, you you have to go vegan. It's the, you know, everything that I've presented on the show thus far from the world's leading climate specialists tell us that the only solution is, is to go vegan. And uh, so I, I have to consider that an environmental baseline. Um, and uh, then when I talk about moral baseline, people are going to say, what does that mean? So maybe I should ask you uh, to just, Maybe explain what what moral baseline means
5: uh, and, 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 well, a, mor- and a moral baseline is, is 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 the least that you can do in other words it basically is the idea that i'm just shutting this cnn thing down because i want to talk about it for a second uh, in a second um Oh, to say that veganism is a moral baseline means that's the least that we can do. It's what we must do. It's the it, it, Veganism is a moral imperative. It's not something that, you know, a lot of the animal movement has for uh, many years characterized veganism as something that, you know, one does when one... You know, gets to the Herculean point of being, you know, the, of being brave and strong and, you know, and willing to go into the desert for 40 days and whatnot. I mean, it's this idea that it's this horrible sacrifice, very difficult and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and it's something that you, you do sort of at the end of, of your, you know, you, you, you get into animal rights and you, you know, you 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 maybe go vegetarian and then you stay vegetarian for a long time and then you become a vegan. Um, and uh, my position is, once you recognize that animals have moral value, you go vegan right then and there because that is the baseline. If animals have moral value, then y- you have an obligation to go vegan because veganism is the only rational response to the recognition that animals have moral value. So I use the expressions moral, the expression moral baseline and moral imperative um, somewhat synonymously, um, and, but they, they capture the same idea that veganism is, is a moral obligation. It's not something we should be aspiring to. It's something we should be doing right now if we recognize that animals have, have moral value. And I agree with you, Bob. I think it's, it's also an environmental baseline. I mean, I, I always find it comical when people tell me that they're in, you know, they're into the environmental movement, but they're not vegan. Again, it would seem to me that veganism is the minimum. I mean, you know, you might want to do more. You might want to, you know, and and we all ought to do more. Yeah,
0: why do the the least you can do when
5: we can do more than that? But, you know, the least you can do is be vegan but why do the least right right yeah let's 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 do more than be vegan but if we're not vegan the more that we're doing is um is i think uh uh irrelevant or, or
0: or or pointless or meaningless i mean so so people are yelling at exxon or or, or trump or a pipeline but they eat Meat, dairy, fish, and eggs after the march, you know. So it's like yeah, no, the no, climate, I, the I, climate I, I changers are marching in the climate march.
5: Right. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 appalling, and so I think there's more. You know, look, I think that that um, if you want to be nonviolent, um, there's a lot you can do. But you, but veganism is a is 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 base. I mean, it's it's basic to an obligation or or to a, a non to a nonviolent lifestyle. You want to do things to help the planet. That's great. Do lots of things to help the planet. You know, don't waste. Don't, don't, don't overconsume. Don't, you know, don't use a lot of, you know, don't, don't use, you know, don't, don't, uh, recycle your plastic bags. Uh, be careful about the amount of fossil fuel that you burn. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Do that. But be vegan because veganism is, is really the, 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 the key. I mean, I, I saw, I just pulled it up on the screen. That was the noise you were hearing before. I don't know if you saw Bob, but CNN had a very interesting editorial. I didn't expect to see it on CNN, but CNN had had an interesting editorial by a guy named George Wang. Did you did you um, did you see that, Bob? No, no.
0: Tell me,
5: George Wang. George Wang is a um, is a uh, doctor. He's a professor of medicine at Columbia University Medical Center, and he's an adjunct uh, professor at uh, Johns Hopkins. He's a he's a very talented guy. And he wrote an essay um, on CNN the CNN opinion site. I posted it on my Facebook page called "Go Vegan, Save the Planet." And it really it's not it's not about moral issues at all. Um, It's just about the planet. And he's basically saying veganism really is the only thing we can do that's going to make a difference. And it will make and it would make a significant difference. That's the thing. If we if we were all vegan, we'd be dealing with An environmental insult of a much, 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 much lesser degree. Sure, there'd still be problems. There would still be things that we should not do or reduce doing, et cetera. But, 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 but we would really just cut out a huge part of it. And, and he points, you know, he also makes the point, which I think is really important. You know, even if you don't care about animals, uh, if you care about humans, you've got an obligation to go vegan. And the the amount of, of plant protein, That you know the the amount the the the, the, um we feed in this country alone enough grain, the animals we're going to slaughter and eat, we could feed eight hundred million people. Mm -hmm. mean think about this for a second. I mean, you know, I remember years ago, Bob. I was invited to give a talk at University of Scranton, and that's a Jesuit school, and I was really worried about it because I thought, well, you know, it's a Catholic school, and and this was this was a long time. It was before it was before the present Pope who is much more animal friendly not a vegan but he's he's at least he at least like makes makes animal friendly noises um, and and recognizes the moral and spiritual value of non-human animals which is saying something for the Catholic church um, not enough but is saying something and um and, but this was going back i don't know 15 years maybe you know about 15 years maybe a little bit more and i was invited to Scranton and you know so i'm i'm dealing with a theology that basically denies that animals have souls, and that you know, um, uh, takes the position that the um, well, it, it takes a lot of anti-animal. You know, it, it, Catholic theology has not been particularly friendly towards non-human animals. And so I was somewhat worried about this. I thought, well, you know, how am I going to give a talk? And this was not this is not a small talk. This is a university-wide lecture, and there we're going to be lots and lots of people there. And I thought, H- how am I going to give this talk? Um, to a group of people who, now I'm going to try to convince them that they have a moral obligation to non-human animals because non-human animals have moral value, and their entire theology is built on the idea that only humans uh, have moral value and because they're made in God's image. And so I got up and I said, look, you know, um, put aside whether animals have moral value or they don't. We, you know, we can talk about that, but what I really want to talk about with you tonight is, if you care about human rights, you've got an obligation to go vegan. People are starving because we are feeding, you know, 16 pounds of plant protein to cows, or we're, you know, we're 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 destroying topsoil. We're destroying water supply. I mean, we're doing horrible things to the planet that 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 are that, that 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 are having devastating impacts on people. All around the world
0: yes it says you know, it, it said that we're feeding the uh, poor man's bread to the rich man's cow
5: right exactly exactly i mean this is this is absolutely right so i i really think that you know however you come at this it's the baseline for everything for everything um, it's amazing how it is anyway, for everything though <laughs> now, now look you know, I, I have to be honest i don't i'm not you know, I, I do talk about the environment because I do think we have obligations to the environment because I believe, you know, sentient beings, all of us, human and non-human, we all depend on the environment. So, you know, we've got an obligation not to screw it up. Um, but I, but as a general matter, I have to say, I, I don't dwell very much on the on the environmental argument for the simple reason that, you know, if if you and I were having a discussion about some horrible human event, you know, uh, let's say we were talking about Pol Pot's killing of, of um, you know, the Khmer Rouge killing of millions of people in Cambodia. Um, if I were to say, you know, Bob, it was really horrible because, you know, Pol Pot was killing all those people and he was burning them and he was, you know, he was doing all sorts of really horrible environmental things. And it, it really produced a horrible, it, it was a terrible carbon footprint. And, and you know, and, and so the extermination of those millions of people, you know, it really was environmentally unsound. You would probably say to me, well, you know, that's right, but that's a sort of an odd emphasis, you know, uh, talking about, you know, the carbon footprint of the Holocaust is, is a, you know, is a somewhat strange way of thinking about the problem of the Holocaust. I mean, it was, it was first and foremost, a moral obscenity, um, you know, and all of these things, whether it's, you know, it's the Holocaust or Pol Pot or Stalin or, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you know, bad person. You want to, you want you want to feature in terms of horrible things that they do. Um, all these things are really terrible. Um, you, you know, primarily from a moral point of view. And sort of to talk, So, so when we talk about the environmental impacts of animal agriculture, what that sort of sounds to me a little bit like is talking about, you know, the carbon footprint of genocide. And and um, and you know and and so I I tend to sort of stay away from it. H- however, you know I think it's a no-brainer if you're an environmentalist and you're not a vegan, you're a somewhat silly environmentalist. You're not a serious environmentalist.
0: Well, well I mean, there I'm are thinking. moral issues, of course, with the environment in terms of world hunger. Um, you know that. Sure, sure, sure. those, those, t- t- those are not. Those
4: are not.
5: Those are not the general environmental issues that people focus on. I mean, they're, they're, they're focusing on. I mean, you know, they're, they're, yes, I agree. There are moral implications for global warming because it's going to, you know, it's going to flood countries. It's going to create all sorts of economic refugees. Yeah. It's going to kill people. It's going to kill animals. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do all sorts of horrible stuff. No doubt about it. But, um, you know, when, when we're talking about, you know, the, 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 the bad, the, the environmental aspects of, of, of animal agriculture, uh, and animal exploitation, I still think, you know, we need to always get back to the, to the important point, which, which in certain ways in recent years we've lost that there's a real moral obscenity here. That's, you know, it's, it's missing the moral obscenity that allows us to sort of have serious discussions. I, I don't, but some people do about things like reducetarianism. I mean, what a silly idea. And this is, this is just, it's so, it's so quintessentially, um, the animal movement that you get some guy comes along and starts his reducetarian organization. What the hell do you need an organization for to promote reducetarianism? You can have a website and you can put the ideas out there, but yeah. no, this is a movement and the, you know, and, and, you know, they're charging all sorts of money to go to their conference and, and they're raising all sorts of raising all sorts of money for what, you know, <laughs> why do you need money? Why do you need, why do you need to go to people with your handout so that you can, promote the idea that people ought to eat less animal products if they want to reduce suffering or whatever. I mean, I didn't, I you know, I didn't
0: even realize there's a whole movement. I guess I'm, I'm not paying attention, no, not, but it's, not,
5: it's, uh, there's a whole organization and there's a whole, there's a, there's this guy, I forget his name. Um, but he's, uh, there's this guy who's, who's really, I, I suspect doing pretty well. Um, with his organization and he's out there and he's, he's, he's promoting reducitarianism. And you go to the page and they have a big donate button. And I'm thinking, donate for what? I mean, what do you have to donate? What well, are you, the do,
0: you do well when you tell people what they want to hear, you know, like the Atkins diet. That's it was right. like, no, Hey, that's, yeah, that's, keep eating that's, meat, you know?
5: So. That's, that's exactly right. But I mean, that's what that in the end, that's what's going on is that, <laughs> is that the, the guys doing it, the guys out there, collecting money for, for espousing an idea that he can do by simply buying a URL and sticking the ideas on the website and getting it out there. But no, he's got to go out and he's got to raise all sorts of money for what? And the answer is because he can. Why can he? Because he's going to everybody saying, you don't have to eat. You don't have to, to be vegan. As long as you're reducing animal, your intake of animal foods, you're just grand. I celebrate every reduction, and it's interesting, you know. Um, some of the people who defend this 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 guy say, "Well, you know, this is a step on the way to re- you know a way to veganism." Well, this guy's been practicing it for a long time, and he ain't a vegan yet, so it's obviously not working too well. But it's, so, he, it's so he's not a vegan either, then, huh? Like no, <laughs> no, no,
4: no, no, no.
5: He's not a vegan. He's not a vegan. He helps more. Feed, he helps more animals by not being vegan because it upsets people when you're vegan they get turned off so you know he's doing it he's eating animals for the animals and it is only because we live
0: <laughs> it we sounds eat, like that Sierra Club article you know from <laughs> yeah, no no really he's, for, eating animals for the animals eating animals for the environment you know
5: just, excuse it, it reminded me of that uh, of um you know they, they these these groups like um Mercy for Animals and and PETA and and some of the other groups, they get these, quote, undercover investigators, end quote, to go into facilities and, you know, and they actually will participate in killing animals and harming animals so that they can get filmed, uh, you know, so they, they can get, they can get photographic evidence. And there was a, there was a guy who gave a talk at the so-called Animal Rights Conference a couple of years ago. Um, and, um, you can find it on YouTube. I, I've posted it on my Facebook page a bunch of times, but, um, the guys at, at, um, at, at the AR conference, and he's talking about how, you know, how really horrible and traumatic it was for him to kill animals while he was working in a slaughterhouse. I'm thinking, wow, this guy, you know, I mean, this is how screwed up this movement is, is that people who participate in killing animals hang on a cross along with the rest of them Saying, you know, is it really, it's really, you know, I, I was really traumatized by killing animals so I could get, in for, you know, so I could get evidence so I could help animals. I'm killing animals to help animals. And, you know, and, and, and the reducitarians are eating animals for the animals. This is the absurdity. This is the lunacy of the movement. But it's in large part because we've lost track of the idea that this is a moral obscenity. It is a moral obscenity. What we're doing with animals is a moral obscenity. We've lost, we've lost that idea. You know, a lot of animal advocates have. I mean, many of us haven't. We're called the abolitionist movement. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, we're grassroots. We don't have donate buttons. We just work. We just do it. We just get out there. We educate. And we regard, um, you know, a, a creative, nonviolent, vegan advocacy as the most important form of activism that you can do. And it's the only thing that's going to work. The idea that anybody thinks reducitarianism is going to work is 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 is, is silly. Um, but there's no but look, moral look outrage. at all the
0: merchandising opportunities. You can send people little that's scales. Right. You, know, but, you know, here's a little scale so you know you're eating an ounce less of meat a week or something, right? Yeah. Weigh, weigh,
5: weigh your hamburger. And, and the um the you know, will celebrate that. They'll celebrate that. You know, and, and so why is this guy, you know, going out with hat in hand saying, you know, give me donate, 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 donate. I need money to do this. Why? Because he can. Why can he? Because he's selling out the animals and people are willing to buy because they're happy if they can continue to eat, you know, their, their spare ribs or their ice cream or whatever the hell it is they want to eat and have animal people tell them it's okay. I mean, you really just can't, you know, you can't process the cash fast enough. It's come, you know, because that's what people want to hear, that they can love animals. They can care about animals. They can be animal people as long as they're compassionate and they care. But that doesn't mean they have to stop exploiting them. And so this is what we deal with. This is what we deal with. I mean, the the animal movement is just every week, Bob, it it gets more absurd and more absurd. You know, I saw... I posted on my page this week. um, There was there was an article by about uh, uh, HSUS being upset that Donald Trump Jr. was was uh, in some I don't know Montana, Wyoming, someplace out there, and he was shooting groundhogs. uh, And 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 HSUS was really upset about this. And you know, obviously, I don't think Donald Trump should be shooting groundhogs, but but. The idea that HSUS, HSUS, that, that 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 has that actually supports and sponsors and produces animal ev- events at which animals are exploited. They had the Hoofing It event. Was it last year or the year before? They have a pig farmer who's the director of their legislative fund. This guy's an active pig farmer. Yeah, well, and and, and, pro- and
0: they, they, you know, I mean, their big campaign is eat. Cage free eggs and cage free pork. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess if he were out hunting, but still, you know, had a, a cage free egg omelet for breakfast, they would have, you know, been more sympathetic to
5: him. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it is just you don't really know where to begin with this. It's 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 just totally absurd, and and you know, but 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 it's all made possible by the, the reality that we've lost the sense of moral outrage. The fact that we're killing all these animals, it's like, well, we're not outraged by that anymore. We don't see that as obscene. We don't see that as, as unjust. It just becomes a question of, well, there's suffering going on, and how can I reduce that? And I can reduce that by eating an ounce less of meat. I can reduce it somewhat. And as long as I'm doing that, that's fine. And Peter Singer says that's fine. Peter Singer says that, you know, he's a father of the animal rights movement. He says that's fine. And all these other people say it's fine, so therefore it must be fine. It's abs- it, it is absurd. It is really absurd. But, you know, look, you either see that or you don't. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people who are coming into it don't really sort of understand a lot of stuff. Not because they can't understand it, but because, you know, this is a new idea to them. And they go, they gravitate to the large organizations who are characterized, or which are characterized as the, um, as the, as, as, as having the expertise. And these large groups then, you know, tell them, oh, you don't have to go vegan. So then they feel they don't have to go vegan and it just perpetuates all the confusion. And we have, um you know uh uh an animal confusion movement it's just it's just massive confusion and absurdity uh it really really is it's just it's just um it's remarkable actually it's
0: absolutely that's 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 the way of the world and uh and you know that that, that's the same carryover to the um to the environmental movement Those, those groups are equally culpable um you know if it how how do they not know that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change? That's what science says. And how do they not know that the top climate specialists tell us that the only practical solution is a population shift to veganism? So uh, they they you know they they ignore that too, and they tell people you know protest against the the Keystone XL pipeline, but. You know that that didn't bring us to the tipping points. Now Donald Trump didn't bring us to tipping points. You know, the, the, you know, but, but they're given their marching orders, and they'll march this Sunday in Washington D.C. and then go have have a burger and chicken wings afterwards. You know, so
5: uh, no, I, absolutely. And and look, you know, Cowspiracy was an interesting film because you know it, it, it they they went around as you you know you saw the film. They went around, they talked to all the environmental groups, and and it was, it was stunning to see how the environmental groups basically avoided the issue of veganism. And, you know, you know darn well why they're doing that. They're, they're doing that because these are, these are advocacy organizations. They, they need donations. They want to keep their donor base as broad as possible so they don't promote anything which potential donors might find offensive in any way so basically they don't say anything to offend anybody which is basically as good as saying nothing and well, well, you know I could, and they see, keep- I, I
0: could see if animal agriculture were, were the number two cause of climate change right. how they how they, how they might ignore it but it's the number one cause and and the top scientists say you know that uh, animal agriculture is responsible for at least 51 percent of human caused greenhouse gas emissions and these are the top climate specialists so not even a mention anywhere, you know. I mean you you, you oh, go to the Sierra Club uh, website and, and look at the page on sustainable food, there's nothing mentioned about being vegan, you know, it complains about oh, factory farms,
5: you know. So uh. it's ridiculous. I, I, but I would also say this. I find it comical when people from the an, when people who support the animal group. So when you get you know, when you get the Mercy for Animals, Farm Sanctuary, PETA Crowd, and they're all talking about, you know, conspiracy and how the, and how the environmental groups got caught with their pants down. And the answer is you could make the same movie focusing on the animal groups because basically they don't promote veganism either. I mean, to the extent promoting veganism as one of a variety of ways, all of which are equally morally acceptable to reduce suffering is the same as not promoting veganism. And it's certainly the same as not. Veganism is certainly equivalent to not promoting veganism as a moral baseline or as a moral imperative. So, you know, the fact that the groups talk about the fact that the fact that they'll say, well, you know, veganism is a a great thing. You want to be a vegan. That's great. But, you know, it's really difficult. And we celebrate every reduction of suffering. Well, you know what? That is not promoting veganism. You know, that is not promoting veganism. Um, And so. You know, but you could make the same. movie. You could make Cowspiracy about the animal groups. As a matter of fact, I oh, hope somebody will. Th- do.
0: Thanks for the suggestion. I, you know, there's a camera in every smartphone, so maybe, maybe it's time to make that movie. <laughs> they'll never they let know, me look, into I their. Hope, op- they'll never let me into their offices, though. You know.
5: So. I, I, I look. I hope somebody. I hope somebody does make that movie. Um, but you know what? I think the animal people are are smart. Are smart enough marketers to avoid the sorts of interviews that the environmental Right, that's right, you
0: know, it's like, how do, how do I get into the, uh, how do I get into interview anyone? I, I don't think I can at this point, so... Yeah, and, 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 totally, and, you know, you're totally right, not. I mean, what what are they promoting? They're promoting humane slaughter, certified humane, uh, lab meat, cage-free eggs. I mean, it's all, you know, I don't see any vegan
5: message, uh, you know, there, no, really. I mean, and to say, and, and, when, and when people say, well... You know, they do promote veganism. The answer is, if they're not promoting it as a moral imperative, if they're not promoting it as something that people must do, if animals have any moral significance, they're not promoting it. I don't care if they say, oh yeah, well, veganism helps reduce suffering, so therefore, you know, it's a really good thing, but you don't have to be vegan. The answer is, you're not promoting veganism. And you know, I, I just, I find it comic. I was, I was speaking with someone, not last week, but the week before who's involved with the large, you know, very with several of the large animal organizations. And she was just, you know, going on and on about cowspiracy and what a wonderful film it was and how it really showed, really exposed these environmental groups for what they are. And I was listening to her talk and I said, do you not realize that everything you're saying is applicable to the large animal groups, the ones that you are involved with? You know, and, and, you know, they... You know, none of them promotes veganism either. Oh yes, they do. Well, no, they don't. What they do is they say that veganism is a way of reducing suffering, along with humane slaughter and cage-free eggs and crate-free pork and blah blah blah. You know, and it's 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 the same thing again and again. But look, you know, when when you're at a point, and this really sort of hit me this past week, is when you're at a point where HSUS HSUS can express outrage that. Donald Trump is shooting gophers or groundhogs or wherever, he was shooting um, in Wyoming or wherever he was shooting them. Um, well, you can express, you can be really upset about that and say, we've got our, our, they had some person, some HSUS person on the ground who was busy protesting this or doing something or other about it. I am thinking HSUS, a group that promotes, that works with farmers to, 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 to increase the acceptance of continuing to consume animal products by by it, by it pinching. has
0: agriculture councils. That, yeah, I mean it's right, really right. It, it is part of the livestock industry, no doubt. Right, I mean exactly. it, it is a rancher
5: advocacy group basically. So. But they're 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 outraged. They're outraged <laughs> that Donald Trump is shooting animals someplace, and and Donald Trump Jr. is shooting animals. They're outraged by it. But these people are promoting animal agriculture, and they got a guy, they're paying a guy to be the director of their legislative fund. And this guy is a pig farmer. He's killing pigs.
4: Mm-hmm. 50,000 50, and, and a,
0: 50, 50, a year. So, and, uh, and I think that he was cited for hu- some humane violations over the years. Uh, Joe <laughs> himself, the, the guy at HSUS, Joe Maxwell. Yeah, Joe,
5: so. Joe, good old Joe. But... Um, but I, I don't know, you know, it, it really, it really is just absurd. But look, you know, there's a whole bunch of us out there and we think, you know, animal exploitation is a moral obscenity and we're out there trying to educate people who care about animals about why caring about animals means going vegan. And you know, and, and, and I, I agree with you, Bob, caring about the environment, caring about environmental issues means going vegan. But you know, first and foremost for me, it's an, it's an issue about about the other it's an issue about the non-human other it's about the fact that we're basically engaging every day in 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 the equivalent of if it were humans it would be a genocide that would that would um you know horrify most people and it goes on every single day so what we need to do is sort of recognize that there's a zillion people out there who really do care about animals, and they do you know there's some people who don't care that's fine forget about them the people who do care lots and lots and lots and lots of them and they can be educated and we've got to do that and it's unfortunate because we're doing it you know we, we would we would benefit so much if our if if all animal advocates got behind this idea and went out and promoted veganism we could change the world much faster we will change the world but um, we, unfortunately it's happening at a slower pace because we spend our time educating people about veganism and we have to spend a lot of our time educating people about the non-vegan solutions um, in the non-vegan world that is being promoted by animal people, by the HSUSs and the Mercy for Animals and the Farm Sanctuaries and the Compassions Over Killing and the PETAs and all the other other groups, um, you know, that we have to sort of deal with them as well. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, you know, we have to... Play the hand we are dealt. Unfortunately, the hand dealt to the animals is just absolutely horrifying, and it really upsets me. But, but you know, look, there's hope on the horizon. We have a vegetarian movement. I never, you know, really, it is just, it is a sign of the idiocracy which is emerging. Did you ever see that film, Bob, Idiocracy? No. It's a wonderful film. You should watch it. It's, it's, um... It's a it's a a film about a guy who, um, uh, with normal intelligence, and he he's part of an experiment, and he ends up going into sort of hibernation state for a period of time, and he comes out in the future at a time when the sort of the the collective IQ has dropped dozens of points, and he's now considered a genius because he has normal intelligence, and it's all about how 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 um, how horrible and crass. And idiotic society uh, can become and will become in the future. We're 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 getting there. We're getting
0: sounds there. like the, sounds like the present to me.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, we are we are on the path to idiocracy. And and when I see things like the Reducitarian movement, I just say, well, here we are, the idiocracy. You know, it's like people say, well, the movement, the movement to reduce the consumption of animal products. Yeah,
0: and, 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 and I mean, as if we trust that to actually, you know, like, like meatless Mondays or, uh, a, a redu- okay, that's, that's like a reducitarian yeah. campaign, right? But it, it led to more, more egg sales, the most egg sales in 30 years and probably pilot on Tuesdays where people feel like they've deprived themselves. So I believe uh, behind every reducitarian action is like, uh, a, a, a you know like a, a compensation that happens the day after you know so uh, yeah
5: I mean, I mean, they reduce all of these reducitarian things, whether it's meatless monday or or the reducitarian approach they fo- they tend to focus from what i see um uh, 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 mostly on meat, and um so you know they they're telling people to eat less meat um but as you point out um eating less meat often results in consuming. More of other animal products that actually may result in more deaths, um, mm-hmm. and 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 certainly you know I mean look this whole thing is just it's 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 a slight I mean I, you know it's a sleight of hand I mean it's 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 absurd um, and it's not going to do anything, but you know it'll uh, it'll provide I, I see that the reducitarian people are going to be at the animal rights so-called animal rights conference this summer, and um, you know and all I can say is. I would be surprised. I would have been surprised if they weren't. But, you know.
0: Well, that's the way it's gone since, mean, last I year, no. last year at the animal I'm rights sure conference man. with the, with the lab meat and, the, yeah. and and, and, and farm, uh, which was, uh, linking to a website that said, uh, we love meat and we're not going to stop eating it. That, that was the theme from last year's animal <laughs> rights conference. So, I guess it's anything goes.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, look, you've got animal people uh, and who are actually, you know, now starting. I mean, it, it isn't, isn't Bruce Friedrich, uh, formerly of PETA and Farm Sanctuary, isn't he doing one of these cultured meat companies now? Yes, yes,
0: uh-huh, associated oh. with Mercy for Animals. Yep, the, the Good Food yeah, well, Institute. Then, so, that, that's called the Good Food you... Institute. So meat is good food. That's the message from the animal movement. Meat is good food.
5: Yeah, well, there you go. But, look, on a positive note, the abolitionist movement—it continues to grow every day. There are more and more and more and more and more people in all countries who are getting turned on to the idea that it's really quite simple. If you think animals matter, you go vegan, and you know and, and you people. Stop... People
0: are so interested. I mean, I—I I don't think people. Maybe they—they they hesitate because they think, well, you know, people are so interested. You know, I, I was in a Safeway yesterday with Daisy, and a woman went by, and she said oh, I love animals too. You know, and I said, well, Daisy and I love animals so much, we, we don't eat them, you know, we don't we don't have their milk, and I had a discussion with her for a half hour, uh, and we went through the store, I showed her tofu, I showed her cereal, blah, 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 and uh, you know, she's into, into trying it. And this is just a chance meeting with a woman going by saying, you know, oh, I love animals too. Well, we love them so much we don't we don't
5: eat them you know we don't use them so a lot that and, happens every day of my life and I love it uh, I wish I wish I you know wish there was more more that there were more hours in a day but very few days go by when I don't have a discussion like that with somebody um, and you know it, it happens because you know somebody comes up to my car because I got the dogs in the back of the car because I went to go pick up you know something and you know I got to, I take the dogs for a ride. Or I'm walking them and somebody stops me and says, Oh, they're really cute. And they talk, you know, they play with the dogs. And and then we get involved in a discussion about veganism. Or I'm making a plane reservation. The number of times, I, I would say at least, it doesn't happen every time, but 60 to 70% of the time when I make plane reservations and I say, No, I want a vegan meal, I end up getting into a discussion with the person taking my reservation about why I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And, you know, it's it's, um, you know, it happens out, all out the time.
0: Things. People are always interested. Yesterday, Petrina and Safeway said, oh, so you really uh, walk the walk. You're not just talking the talk. That was her reaction. You know, when I said we love them so much, we don't eat them, we don't use them. And uh, that led to uh, quite quite a lengthy, uh, a lengthy discussion. And you we know, go to all areas. So uh, um, it's a Indeed. subject that really interests people. Really,
4: I mean.
5: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. In any event, well, I think we're at the end of our time, Bob, and okay. uh, I have enjoyed it. Again, as I always do. And, um, and, uh, uh, and I will, uh, Anna will, I think Anna is going to be joining us next week and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk with you next week and perhaps tell you something about the new book on abolitionist vegan advocacy. And please go to our website, how do I go vegan.com. And, uh, and the Facebook page, Gary Francione, The Abolitionist Approach to Animal Rights, and the, uh, the other page we have, uh, abolitionistapproach.com, and, um, and they can learn about the theory of abolition.
0: Terrific. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us this week, and, uh, for anybody joining us who, who's new to the program, we have weekly commentary from Professor Francione, and, uh, usually, Anna Charlton, and, uh, um, So uh, join us again next week. So uh, thanks for being with us again, Gary.
5: Thank you, Bob, for having me. Okay.
0: Okay. So um, I guess that uh, that's just about it. Daisy is ready to take a walk and uh, she keeps my schedule. She's the boss and uh, I can't say no. So I guess we're, uh, we're out taking, out taking a little walk. So uh, again, I want to thank you for, Joining us this week, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, you know, if you're if you're not there yet, today's today's the day, the, the perfect day to uh, go vegan and save the animals and the planet and the children. Again, you can support our program with a tax deductible donation, uh, and you can listen to hundreds of archives. Uh, we've been broadcasting now for sixteen years. Over 16 years, as heard on um, the Air America Radio Network, GCN. Yes, we were on GCN, the Alex Jones Network. So, you know, GCN needed a, a program to make Alex Jones look you know, sane and normal. So we were there as the the first uh, – well, we were considered the first food show on GCN. And when, when they told me that Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden would be the first food show on GCN, I said uh, – This is a food show? Okay. News to me. Uh, So, yeah, and over the years, we've been on various uh, CBS and clear channel stations around the country, and we are broadcasting, usually live Mondays, 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can click Listen Live at GoVeganRadio.com, and then our programs uh, are archived, usually, hopefully, within a couple of days after that. Okay, please support us with the donation at GoVeganRadio.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk again next week. So, music maestro, please. Okay, tell everybody at the climate march: Go vegan, go vegan, or you are a climate—you're a climate changer if you don't go vegan.